and welcome to the One Broke Actress Podcast. The One Broke Actress Podcast. The The One One Broke Broke Actress Actress Podcast. Podcast. This is the podcast giving you an honest account of actor life. I mean, can we just be honest for a second? Plus a few lessons I learned in the process. This is what I'm saying. Nobody knows anything. I'm your host, Sam Valentine. Hi guys, welcome to episode five. I am Sam Valentine. We are blazing along here with episode with season four and uh, we're going to get right into this week's episode because I'm so excited to introduce you to Kelly Phelan. Kelly Phelan is our first ever stunt woman on this podcast. She's also a very talented actress and a stunt coordinator. I met her when she was stunt coordinating AP Bio. Um, I was doing a little co-star spot and so I spent a lot of time working with her on one of the stunts and she was awesome. And she sat down with me and she really breaks down how she got into this world and it's not what you'd expect. You'll hear me in the podcast several times today saying, oh, and then that happened and then you moved to LA. And she'll say, oh, no, no, wait. And then I did this Cirque du Soleil show. Like, just wait for it. Her story is fascinating and will take up probably about the first half of the podcast, but you're going to want to listen because it's really fun. Um, She also talks about her journey into becoming a stunt woman, uh, some of her favorite stunts she's done, her first experience stunting in a film, which did not go according to plan. Um, And then probably one of the favorite things she talks about in this episode is how important it is to not base your self-worth on your job, which we all know deep down is true, but sometimes it's hard to put that out there when our job is based off of individual bookings. So let's get into it with one of the biggest badasses I've had on this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please enjoy Kelly Phelan. No, I'm excited. Okay, let's do your Done interviews, but not podcasts. Oh, know, cool. Random things. This yeah. is the whole new world. I love it. But kind of the same. Yay. Kelly. Yes. Thanks for coming. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we met on a set, and you were working stunts on that set. Were you coordinating that one? I was. Okay. Yep. So how do you take us on your journey? How do you become a female stunt coordinator? Because this is so cool, and I haven't yeah. met enough of you. Yes. It's it's always a, a journey and always a continuous learning thing I don't think you say okay now I'm a coordinator because you're always kind of growing and um but basically my most stunt professionals come from a sports background of something from their childhood um it's just a good segue into what martial arts or gymnastics or some specialty uh diving whatnot that's kind of the I think for most people, what gets them into the business is their sports at a young age. So I did gymnastics when I was younger, and I competed in college. I got a scholarship. I went to LSU. And while I was there, I didn't know what I wanted to major in, but I've always loved theater. Mm-hmm. But I was always an athlete. So I got my minor in theater while I was there. And um, always just had a love for performing. Was there, do you remember like the first time you wanted to do acting at all? Was it when you were a kid or was it I mean, in yes, college? Yes, when I was a child. I mean, it was a weird thing because I was born in California. I was born in San Francisco and we moved when I was two. And I, so I don't remember any of it. And we moved to Florida, this small little town in Florida. But my mom said I was always obsessed with like Hollywood. Really? Like your traditional, yeah, I would print out the pictures and just, yeah, I would always dance around the house and put on little shows. And my sisters and I both, we would, we would just create little scenes and things but you know I grew up in a really small sheltered town so I didn't know much about acting let alone stunts I didn't even know what stunts was really Mm. so but yeah I always loved performing and I always had um 
I think actually, <laughs> oh gosh, actually one, the one time that I got the shot to do it, my sisters are identical twins. What? Yeah. And they, they're so cute and they're only 10 and a half months older than me. So we're almost triplets. Oh, wow. But do you look they, like them? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. all look alike. You definitely, if you see us, you definitely know we're sisters. And then you see those two and you know, like usually one will, they'll say, people will be like, oh, is that your twin? And then the twin actually comes in and they're like, oh no, that's the twin. <laughs> but it's like enough, you know? Um, but yeah, they were, my mom, I don't know if a friend recommended it, but my, it was around the time of those double mint commercials mm-hmm. and they were using twins and someone was like, oh, go to a casting in Orlando. And my mom went and they ended up get, making almost all the way to the end and like whatever. So my mom's like, oh, this could be a cool thing for the kids. They seemed like they loved it. And so I was like, I want to do it too. I was like five and I got my headshots. So cute, whatever. And then. My first audition I got was for SeaWorld. And I remember my, and I had to do like, as if I got splashed by Shamu. <laughs> so I remember being in the, in the bathroom in the mirror. And my mom's like, okay, now Shamu splashes you. Okay, you're reacting. Oh, and like doing all this stuff. It was super cute. That's so and I nailed cute. it. I was like, okay, I'm going to crush this. And I get to the audition. I wouldn't even speak. I wouldn't even move. Oh, you got so scared. Oh, yeah. They called me up and, and they were like, oh, she has the, the perfect look of what we're looking for. Because I was a little toe head like I real blonde adorable. hair blue eyes <laughs> and just that's what they wanted for that time it was for that commercial and uh I, yeah they were like oh sorry she's she looks it but basically she sucks oh my god <laughs> I got so camera shy oh my god yeah. did you have to drive a long way to get there do you think it yeah like, it was about an hour and a half two hour drive oh. my mom's an amazing though my mom's a gangster she was like all right let's go do it whatever <laughs> you guys want to do but yeah, so that was my first encounter, and I didn't do so well. Okay. And then, and then in college, you know, you're like, you know what, let's do this. <laughs> well, then I got obsessed with gymnastics, so I didn't have time for anything else. Mm-hmm. I never took acting classes when I was young. I never got in plays, never did any of that. But I, I still had this, like, I like performing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when I went to college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I majored in psychology, but I needed a few minors, and I just started doing all my electives in theater courses, history, um, lighting, like every aspect. And I had enough to get a minor. So it was, yeah, that was, that was my first kind of like dabble in the world. And I didn't do much. I didn't do like a ton of plays or anything because I was competing in gymnastics. Did you want to take gymnastics to like an Olympic level? Is that something that you think of that? Yeah, when I was young. Well, no, usually you make the decision before college. So I think in college I wanted to... A, compete and do well for the school, but also get a decent degree and then figure out what I wanted to do. Because once you kind of commit to going to college, it's you're, you're old by 18, let alone 22 for gymnastics. Some days I feel like that in Hollywood. Oh, my too. God. I know. <laughs> so, and then you think you're a certain age, and then like today I was doing a rehearsal with somebody, and I'm like, how old are you? He's like, 20. I'm like, oh, I'm not anymore. <laughs> in my head, I'm like, oh. I thought I was 20. How could you be 20? Shit. Tommy and I tell uh, your age, if they ask your age, and I'm like, they're like, oh, wow, no way. I know. And I'm like, that's good. Or I'm, they're like, how old are you? Like, 25? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Actually, I'll be 26 soon. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I never give it away unless you ask. Almost rent a car. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, even in college, you're getting, I was getting paid, you know, I'm, I'm full scholarship, so I couldn't, most of my attention needed to be on that mm-hmm. school and and gymnastics. But I, again, I dabbled enough in it to where I was like, oh, no, like, I like this. You know, I just yeah. like something. But I don't know what, 
because I, I got to do every, not everything, but I got to do a little bit of, you know, um, lighting and sound. I ran lighting on a play once, which was really cool. I, I like that as well. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of aspects of it. But I did miss kind of being the person to bring people in. I don't know. Like when yeah. I watch something, I love being compelled by, I don't know. I, I know it takes, it takes more than just the actor, you know? Totally. When at first still... you think, but that was my first love, like being yeah. that person that can make someone convey certain emotions, which was kind of where I was going. Because gymnastics is a form of art as well. It's, you know, you're performing, you're you're on the balance beam, and you're putting on a show because people are scared shitless because it's four inches, (laughs) but then you save it, and and then you stick it, or you don't, and the other team's almost there, and then you win by hair. It's it's a whole drama. It's all the same. It's just a different different story. So when you graduated with, like, when you graduated, did you think okay, I'm going to start going pursuing this. Oh, no. Or how do you... Oh, no. <laughs> so, well, so I graduated, and I'm trying to think exactly. I got I got an agent down there, but I forgot the, exactly how I got that. Um, Isn't it so funny to remember? Yeah. That was probably such an epic thing, but you can't remember yeah. what connected those dots. You know what? I really think I... I was working at a bar at the time. Mm-hmm. I was running um, an Irish pub. Or managing and bartending and, you know, figuring out what I'm going to do with my life. And um, This was after school? This was right after college. So I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't good with um, my bosses at the time. I worked at this Irish pub and I was with them for a few years and then I was going to graduate and as you think, you're like, they're like, well, we want you to stay on with us. You've helped create all this. And and I'm like, I'm going to get a big girl job. And then they offered me, but they offered, but then they gave me a salary and insurance and stuff and I was like never mind I'll stay oh, so magical thing. yeah it was great I never so I didn't use my degree per se but I was in the workforce and doing that and and you know what honestly bartending is also acting too you know like all uh, these uh, things are like little bits of what led me to it you know even psychology I was you know majoring in psychology and you know the world like especially this world it's psychology totally How, how to deal with certain people and yeah. the whole nine. But yeah, so I did that and I forgot if I, someone told me about an acting class or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I remember there was, um, at the time it was kind of right when Louisiana was starting because I went to LSU and Baton yeah, Rouge. Yeah. Starting to pick up, I remember that movie Dukes of Hazard with Jessica Simpson and it was being filmed and like all this stuff and it might have been just one of my friends joined the class and it was at the Celtic Studios, which is still there in Baton Rouge. And my teacher was a lovely, beautiful human named Lewis Earthum, who is on Westworld and now just blew up. What? He plays Wait, um, he on Abernathy, her dad. Oh, cool. That was my first acting teacher ever. Really? Yes. And we're still friends. Does he live out here? Yes, he does now. Um, so he, he moved out here when he was young, his story. He moved out here young and went back to Louisiana to help take care of his mom um, and when she fell sick. And then while he was there, you know, got an agent and was doing stuff locally and also teaching class. Cool. Yeah. So he was my first acting teacher. And he was amazing. <laughs> and he is amazing still. Like, it's just, it's cool that we both now ended up here too. Yeah. Um, and even fast forward, I was working on, I got to work on Westworld and he was on it and being on set with him was just like, ah, oh, this is full so, circle. God, your life really does come like that. It does. And he was so, I mean, it was, it was awesome because I, I was doing like a little like stunt acting role or just like ND, you know, non-descriptive stunt, mm-hmm. just being a 
you know, another body doing stuff. And um, he's like big time on the show, you know? And he was like, oh, this is Kelly. Like he was like treating me. I'm like, Lucas, looks <laughs> like, I don't To everybody, directors and everything. <laughs> uh, but it was super cute. Um, yeah, but so I was taking his class. Solavino. Solavino is the full name. Yeah, he's Spanish. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Ooh, that's well, awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he was, he was my teacher, and he knew I was a gymnast. And he was trying to connect me with a local stunt coordinator down there. And um, I just never got my shit together, really, with this coordinator. I didn't know much about stunts, and mm-hmm. I didn't know how much, you could, how much you could make, really, was the big <laughs> one that I was like, what? But um, I, I remember, like, I, I was up and looking back. What an idiot. So, because sometimes I think back, if I would have started in the stunt business then, how, like, would it be so much further, you know? But, but I think your path is your path. Who doesn't think that about their career, though? Right, right. So, I remember it was this, this job, and um, Lewis was like, my friend, he, he needs a stunt double for uh, Brittany Murphy. Um, oh. Rest in peace. Oh, I know. Me. Gosh. Drowning, like a drowning scene or something like that. And I'm pretty good double for her. It would have been, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like... No, I have to work at the bar that night. Oh, what an idiot. Oh. Jesus, stupid ass. I wish somebody would have said. <laughs> and I just kept kind of bailing on this guy, this stunt coordinator. And you know what? I was thinking about the other day. I want to talk to Lewis and ask him, who was it that you were always trying to, like, because maybe I know them now. And maybe it's like, ooh, remember uh. when I bailed on you a million times? I just want to know. Like, I forgot what his name was, but I bet he's still in it. Like a production person or something? No, he was a stunt coordinator. Oh, okay. Yeah. I bet he's still stunt coordinating. For so sure. I just, yeah, I just thought about that the other day. It's funny. <laughs> we'll so I just, him. he was trying to hook me up and get me in the biz at least. He got me my first agent down there, which was his agent. Cool. Um, and got my first set of headshots and did classes with him. And um, he was amazing because he really thought, you know, raw talent-wise, I was really, like, suited for comedy which I love, you know, well, I love it all, but I, I find like it's more my personality. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, he just kept saying there's not a lot of funny, cute girls or like, you know, just, it's a stigma, mm-hmm. you know, like, you, oh, if she's, that looks like this, she can't be funny or it's always that like, like for instance, one of the most beautiful and funny people is Leslie Mann. Like for sure. Oh my God. She's hilarious. She's everything, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, like every, all, all those women. Yeah. You know, so Anna Ferris, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've kind of broken it's, past yeah, that like yeah. grid. Over well, and, and now years. all of the people that were so-called comedian or comedic actors, they're doing drama roles. Yeah. And they're amazing. Like when you see like Steve Carell. It's Carrell the most or, fun to watch. It is. It is. So he, he really th- thought I had at least something to go for, cool. you know, to go after. And I was super excited about it. And then I went home to Florida just to visit and I met a boy. So you met a boy. I met a boy. And we started dating long distance, blah, blah, blah. And then I decided to move back to Florida. And I remember the day that I told Lewis, and I was bawling. Because it was like my dream, but also, I don't know, like I loved loved my boyfriend. And like, and I I didn't get that instant gratification from it yet because I I hadn't put the work in. But in my eyes. Did you feel like you were leaving the potential of the career to go with the boy? Like you couldn't have both? Well, I couldn't be in that, like, in that world. Like, I couldn't take my acting classes. And I could, but I was really getting on a groove with, with Lewis and also got the agent. 
And Florida's not necessarily, it's a very like theme parks and live shows and stuff, but it's not film and television. Yeah. And Louisiana was just up and coming at that time. And I was just, my head was spinning in different ways and I decided to do that and move. And I remember telling Louis and I was bawling and because, you know, when somebody, when you believe, you believe in yourself, well, actually, I think a lot of times in this industry, other people believe in us more than ourselves because we end up kicking ourselves down. And so I think that when somebody else really believes in you and like somebody that you trust, it's not just your friend saying, yeah, you should be an actress. Right. You're funny or whatever. (laughs) Someone that's like a, a professional and they're training you and they just see something in you, then then it, that was disheartening. Because yeah. he even said something to the effect of like, I don't say this to everybody, but... And then uh, it's like, I love that. God. But you made the move. I made the move. Okay. And um, I didn't know what to do. So I started working at Disney for the second time. I worked there in high school as well, oh, that's which was super fun. And I, and I was a... I cannot say that. What am I supposed to say? Oh, I was friends with Cinderella... Oh, uh-huh, friends uh-huh. with like Sleeping Beauty. Oh, I can totally see you being yeah, friends with Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, I was really BFF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, I did that just to get a job. And um, that was really fun too. That was another thing, the performing and speaking and um, improving and doing that because I would do meet and greets and mm-hmm. then I'd also do um, some of the live shows and parades and stuff like that. But still in the performing world. Yeah. Which is great. During this time, did you, uh, were you involved in athleticism at all? Like, did you maintain, did you say like, because you're so fit and Mm -hmm. I know it's like a part of your job now, Mm -hmm. but coming from gymnastics and like that, there's so much structure there. Mm -hmm. What did you do right after school? I feel like that would be almost jarring. Yeah. In a good way though, because Mm -hmm. you don't have to be that fit anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fit. Well, you you have to be fit, but I'm not doing a floor routine every Friday night right. for thousands of people <laughs> and have to be, of... yeah, it's a different fit. So you, you can adjust and figure out what keeps you in shape and whatnot. Like initially I lost a ton of weight. Did you? Yeah, because I, I had like a so lot of muscle. I hear the, the opposite. Maybe, but I was athletes. so muscular in college and mm. so, cause we were training weights and doing all that. So initially not doing that anymore, I lost a lot of muscle. So I lost a lot of weight that way. And then I still always was, I always like to do something active, whether it's like outside, like surfing or hiking or, and not the fun stuff. Not always like traditionally a workout <laughs> in the gym person, uh-huh. unless I find something really that I love, but I've always stayed active enough. Um, That's cool. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. But then right after I kind of started working at Disney again, um, there was a show, a parade called Block Party Bash, and they had acrobats in it. And I auditioned for that because somebody told me about it. And um, that was an entertainment company that was vendored out of Disney. Um, and they, that was more like I'm doing trampoline and I'm doing, do you know like when people are on stilts? Uh-huh. But they can jump on them? No. They're, jump, they're called power skips. So they're a little shorter than normal stilts, but oh, they have a yes, spring. they kind of like leap And you and can stuff. jump on them, and, but you're, you know... They're four, four or five oh. feet. They make you four or five feet taller. Uh-huh. So you strap those to your feet. And so I did this little like Pixar um, parade, and uh, but it it kept me a little bit in the athletic loop because it was trampoline and that kind of stuff. Um, and I did that along with working as a um, 
a character performer okay. at Disney. So I did both. Okay. Um, but still never that, like, I still was kind of in, like, girlfriend housewife mode mm-hmm. at that time. And my boyfriend at that time, he's great. Like, we've always, we it just, we're young, you know? Yeah. And it's nothing, he was... He was really, he got pretty successful with his business, um, and he was taking off and doing his thing, and I just felt, there got to a point where I just kind of checked out, and I didn't feel like I was living the life I was meant to live. You know, like, I was fine, I was fine, I was doing fun stuff, working, and then I had a great house with him, and, but I, I felt like I was seeing him, I was so proud of him being successful, but I didn't feel like I was having that for myself. Mm-hmm. Whether, whether it was doing acting or not, I mean, maybe it could have been another thing. I just didn't feel like what I was doing was giving me the joy that I see other people have when yeah. they have their success or their goals. I wasn't really making any goals, and I wasn't meeting any goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was and, just working. Is and, that, and you decided to make the move? The move? <laughs> no. <laughs> there's still another step. Oh, my, oh my God. God. This is a long process no, to get it's here. That's great. Ugh. So then... When I was first working at Disney and I was a baby, I always wanted to be in the Indiana Jones show. It was a live show there. Okay. But every time I'd audition, they said I looked too young because the woman is supposed to be a woman. And I, when I was 16, I looked like I was 10. So <laughs> they're like, you're talented enough, but you look like you're 12. So did, um, I ended up wanting to do that and got in touch with some people over there that was at Disney as well. And then I was going to audition. And they're like, oh, yeah, bring her in. Great. One of my old gymnastics coaches, he played Indiana Jones for years. Oh, and so he kind of put a good word in for me. And then I, then I got excited because I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be a character and a thing and a, something new and just a change. And I went to, it was like a days away from going to that audition. Oh, I did. No, maybe I did a little private audition. They just kind of brought me in to make sure I could do strength stuff and whatnot. But mm-hmm. I kind of just got the in because of my uh, Jeff, my old coach Robinson and um yeah then I was going through like a bit of a trouble time with a boyfriend and a buddy of mine Wes he was going to this audition in Orlando and it was for a show called La Rev like a Cirque show similar to Cirque same guy that did all the Cirque shows Mm -hmm. but they broke apart he's like you should come they're looking for ex-gymnasts cheerleaders divers like and I'm like my God, those people are so good. There's no way I'm going to this audition. Are you crazy? And I went with him just for like shits and giggles. And then I made it to like second round and then a third round and the fourth round. Made it to the swimming portion. And then they said, okay, well, if you hear from us, they travel all over the world. And then they pick a few of their favorites or whatever from each city. And then they fly you to Vegas. And then you do like a workshop there. Cool. So we did it. And him and I both made it through you know, all the rounds and, and whatnot. And um, then I was like, oh, that was really fun. And there's just like that, whether it's for a stunt thing or an acting thing or anything, just that audition jitters you get and that fun excitement. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm back. I'm alive. I got a little more, you know, breath in me here. And then, so I was going, so then I got the um, workshop. Okay. So and my friend Wes did too, which was fun. We, we flew to Vegas and then they test you there on the stage and put you through some acting stuff and choreo for dance. And, and then based on your background and skill set, they try you in different acts and, and just see what you got yeah. kind of deal for three days. Um, I bet that was a blast. It was so fun. It was really fun. Um, and it was the hardest 
some of the hardest three days of my life because they put you through a ton of strength and like a whole keeping up with this thing. I wasn't like working out hardcore. Yeah. So, and honestly, like I, even at the audition, I was like, oh man, I'm out of shape, but I'm the type of person that I, I'm like, all right, we only have to do it once. So just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. You know, climb the mm-hmm. rope, just do it. You, you can do it, get it done, you know? And they, if they wanted us, you know, come to find out later to pass the strength, say you have to do three chin-ups, but they'll stop you at 10. I just was like, I'm doing 10. Because it's going to just set you apart. Yeah. You know, it's just going to, like, if you can do it, just, just go for it. There's a lot of lessons in that. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. And even though, then they tell you later, oh, you passed with three. And then you're like, shit, I should have just done five. Because <laughs> now I can't move my arms. So much bonus. But that's another, you know, reason. If they see people that go above and beyond, I think that's kind of what they're looking for, too. Yeah. Yeah, so then I went to Vegas and did the workshop, and it was it was amazing. Like, it was the first time where I was out of the bubble of small town. Because I grew up in a small town, and then I went to a small town school. And then I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, real life. I could be a big girl on my own. Like, and like I said, my, my boyfriend and I were kind of on our way out anyways. And um, then I, I got it. I came home, so and they cool. called me the next night. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm moving to Vegas. Are you freaking kidding me? Wow. Yeah. And this is like... Just the, like that. Yeah. Like, I had to be there in, I think, three weeks, two weeks. Whoa. Yeah. So I packed up the car, drove out. Yeah, it was crazy. That's crazy. But it's funny how it happens because I really wanted that Indiana Jones show my whole life. Like, when I was well, when I was 15 on. And then the second I... They were like, okay, we're going to take you at Indiana Jones. I get the call for the Cirque show. Isn't that like <laughs> so true about so many things? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so I got Le Rev, which means the dream for all of you French speakers. Um, but yeah, it was... It's an amazing show. It's still my favorite show. But it was created by uh, Franco Dragon, who does a lot of the Cirque shows and mm-hmm. a bunch of shows. But um, then the owner of The Wynn, Steve Wynn, he bought uh, Le Rev. So okay. we're not necessarily part of the Cirque bubble anymore okay but still that same quality of show um but yeah it was a water like a water acrobatic show that's so fun and you got to travel um no we were stable we oh, were, were just it, they had the vegas. theater in vegas yeah cool mm-hmm. which was nice you know it was because you just when you're traveling it's when you have a like a stable theater you can really build into that theater and make it outstanding there's only mm-hmm. so much you can do with the traveling even though these days it's amazing as well yeah i mean we had a 25 foot pool and the theater was in the round and so every seat was good it was beautiful and then they had rigging 80 feet up and we had this stage that would go up to dry and down to 25 and water effects and fire and like live music and all the musicians are live and there's also something to be said about actors getting to come and I mean performers in general would think I don't know if you're considered an actor in that kind of show but where you just I was an acrobat okay kind of like or they call it a generalist so that's that's your like token gymnast, flipper, with dancing background, aerialist kind of deal. Then they had ballroom dancers, proper (laughs) like ballroom dancers. And then they had um, synchronized swimmers. Oh my God. Which was really cool. Like you just see legs for days. Like, (laughs) and then they had um, four clowns. And then a few like um, characters, but most, I think they were all played by men. Oh, well, I'm out. I don't do cons, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> One of my Ooh. biggest fears. But they're not like the creepy ones. No, no, they're no. They're kind no. of, they they're just like do cool. magic and like fun. <laughs> but yeah, so it was a beautiful show. And um, it's it's a cool story, too. It's your typical, she's, her, like, man proposes, or proposes to her and she doesn't know what to do. Because it's other, like, or she, then she falls asleep on this bench and 
you gotta go see it. I don't want to give it away. But it's called <laughs> The Dream. So, you know, he proposes and she's like, oh, I don't know. Goes to sleep on the bench and then her dream is the whole show. That's and you got right. that, like, bad guy that's a bad influence. Should I go with that guy or the good guy? Like this? And then all these things happen in the show. And it's, um, yeah, we, we did 10 shows a week. And wow. That was, that was life-changing for me, that show. That's a lot of work. How do you keep yeah. up? Because I know there are a lot of actors who listen to this are um, young in school or like getting into like they're doing like a cruise show or mm-hmm. traveling. Like how do you keep up momentum? How do you take care of yourself during something like that? For me, I think the important part, important part is to also have things you enjoy other than that, mm-hmm. which sounds weird. No, not, not weird at all. I feel like that's but, like yeah. Yeah, so mentally is kind of the hardest, was the hardest for me. Keeping it fresh every night, because you're doing the same thing technically every night. Ten shows a week, do you have a day off? Uh, yeah, you, we had off, when did we have off? Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. And so we would do two a night, 7 and 9.30. Holy balls. But then you'd have training beforehand, and but they take care of you. We have, you know, four athletic trainers, and, you know, you can do strength workouts, you can do private workouts, you can get massages, you can do that. So when you first come to the show, they, in order to be in the show, you need to do, there's acts and cues. So the acts are the big scenes, obviously the cues are the little bits in between. Mm-hmm. You got to be, you have to be able to do two acts to go into the show. So they get you in as soon as they can and whatever's going to be the easiest for your skill set. Usually one of the aerials are dance numbers because okay. it doesn't take, it takes training, but it's not like, you know, it's, you're already hired at a certain level, to be able to do these things. Yeah, we're starting with the A game. (laughs) Yeah, you're starting at least at a B, you know? (laughs) So then you get it, yeah, yeah, Uh, you're you're good. Yeah, yeah, you are. You got it. Uh, um, As long as you're on F, you're good. Uh Isn't like D passing these days anyways? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. These get degrees. Yeah, it's true. What we said in college. Oh, God. I was a straight-A student in high school my first semester in college. I got straight C's. Oh, my God. It's a whole new world. Yeah, I was just so homesick and whatever. And just like, oh, I can go out. Fun. I could do <laughs> this. this. Oh, my God. <laughs> cool. What's this drink? Happens to, a lot of people, <laughs> happens to a lot of people when they move to L.A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I'm glad I wasn't 18. So that was a transition then yeah. for you to to leave that and come here? Yeah. So I did that for years. Um, four Four contracts or three, five? I can't remember. My God. But, um, yeah, so got in the show, started getting in the show, and then started learning different acts. And and then I got to the point where I was doing a lot of stuff in the show, almost as much as a woman can do in that show. Um, I even did, like, a male, like, one act that was mostly men-dominated. Wow. Which was super fun. A A girlfriend of mine did it as well, Pauline. And girls, a few girls before us did it, too. She, and, but it was, it was fun because it was like a male kind of, yeah, dominated act. And then you just sprinkle in some females in there, which is cool. That's so cool. Yeah, so I kind of, I, I did a lot. And, and then I just, um, I didn't tap out because there's definitely more that I could have done. But I got that feeling again. I was like, oh, I love it. But like, I don't know. I don't. You have really good internal cues. I think I do. Sometimes. Ugh, with some stuff. <laughs> but that one was scary because now you're talking a pretty good salary. Um, friends that I'm friends with for life now. Best friends. Um, a great show. Um, cheap rent. Fun things. And, and um, now I'm going to have to start over. You know, like leave all that. And then what, what am I going to do? But I just, I did it. 
I left. I, I didn't resign the last contract. I left on good terms. I just said I want to move on. And that's when I moved to L.A. Okay. Yeah. To pursue acting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't know stunts. I didn't. I, well, I didn't. I just thought it was people like, I was like, oh, my God. They, they look like they're dying. Everything. Like, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know what went into it. You know, I, I was doing some really dangerous stuff in the show. But, yeah, I, I just, I was uh, naive to what, what happened with it. Wait, so how old were you when you finally moved to L.A.? Can I ask you a question? Yeah, I think I was 29. Okay. 30. So you get to L.A., you're yeah. a fully formed adult at this point. Because a lot of yes. people don't move here I'm a functioning you're adult. A functioning adult. As they say. As, and yeah, then well, somehow. you're thrown into this acting pool. Mm-hmm. What do you do first? Do you get an agent? Do you get a class? Mm-hmm. Where do you start? Yeah. I, Did you have friends here already? Not friends that I was super close with yet. Okay. Two girls that were in the show before me both moved to L.A. at different times, and they're both really established stunt women now. Cool. So they were doing stunts, and I kind of heard-ish about it, but still didn't know. Like, one, one, of my, one of the girls, Sarah, like, I saw a picture of her. Like, she was doing a fight scene, and someone accidentally punched her, and her nose was like, she'd get surgery, and I'm like, I'm not doing that shit. God. Yeah, you know, I'm like, they can't believe they're doing this. Like, so I just didn't know the, about that, and... um. So my first intention when I moved here was getting a class. Okay. I think that's really important. And um, Lewis got me my first agent. Cool. But she was just a commercial. Well, not just, but she was my commercial agent. I feel like that's a good place to start, though. So she only did commercial and voiceover. Okay. Um, and... Yeah, so I got Were you her. in a class? In a sh- what, what I was. Was there a class that was helpful to you when you first got here? Yeah, I joined the Renegade Theater, which I'm still a part of. My oh, the teacher. one that was down yeah, the street? Yeah, it oh, was. That's so funny. Chick okay. Venera is, the, is my teacher now. Is it closed? No, moved to North Hollywood. Ah, okay. Yeah. So um, he's, I love it. I, I, I audited a few classes and, and, and did that, but I didn't know what to expect, so nothing was like, I just wanted to go by my feeling, and I felt I really felt good there. I still didn't know like who's a good teacher and who's a bad. Teacher. I think, I think that's any teacher is a good teacher because you learn yeah. something from everything. That's such a good point because when you come to LA, everyone's like, audit a class first, see what you need. And I went to classes, and I was like, I don't know, everyone do in I here need? has been on a TV show except me, so I probably need to be in yeah. all of these rooms. Yeah. So figuring out just a teacher who I could vibe with made, like, the biggest difference. That's what it is. And it reminds me of, like, a gymnastics coach. And the most successful gymnastics coaches adapt how they teach to every student. So true. You know, you see some that just scream at everybody. Some people don't respond to screaming at. Some mm-hmm. people do thrive on that. And what I love about Chick is he really gets to know you and, and, and knows what you need. And pushes you, but not to the point where you're going to break and quit. So I liked that. So that's why I stuck with him, and I'm still with him. That's really cool. Yeah. I have no desire to move on at the moment, or I don't – I'm happy. So it's like I, cool. I don't – I think a lot of times if people aren't booking work or doing things, that the, the first thing is, I need new headshots. I need a new agent. I need a new acting teacher. Sometimes, sure. Sometimes you do need new headshots because you look 10 years younger or something. Like, were you – Whatever, whatever it may be, but it's usually not that. It's usually you. <laughs> Honestly, it is. This is like you know, and a I, lot of people don't want to admit that. I mean, I I don't like to say when I screw up or whatever, but it it usually is me. 
It's the it's the it's such a go to, and I I'm guilty of it just as many times as anyone else. The sure. second it's been really quiet for a while, I'm like, maybe I should go back to having red hair. Yeah, and it's like it's not that is not it. No. It's really easy to like judge ourselves and be like, oh, I guess I should work out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's like that. That not is it. not going to get you in more rooms. No, it's like, not. It's a different. It's different. It's not because casting directors are creative. They can mm-hmm. say, "Well, maybe she'll dye her hair red." Like yes. it's not like that is going to get you it. It's got to be your talent. Or yeah. Sometimes, yeah, there are stuff that you're like, "Man, I should have gotten that. I nailed that." And you know, producer's friend gets it. Whatever. There are situations, of course, like that. Yeah. But majority for first thing is people and myself, like we said, it's like. Oh, well, I didn't get that because of it. No. Mm-hmm. Or I need new headshots or this or whatever. And you're like, no. I panicked earlier today because I was leaving for an audition and I yeah. couldn't get my updated resume to print. Oh, God. I was God. missing one of my new credits. Meltdown. City. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to, exactly. I was like, I'm going to be late. I'm going to, I'm like, I didn't, and I just I'm not going to get this because I didn't see that <laughs> I was <laughs> Club Girl 3. I okay, stopped whatever. and took a breath and I was like, if they don't Lex. want you for this job, they're not going to want you because you didn't have one credit on your resume, on your paper mm-hmm. resume that is on every other website with your name on it. Yeah. They're going to not want you because you weren't right for the role. And I was like, you good. Yeah. And I walked out the door. That's good. <laughs> you have to check yourself. All the time. So many times. All the time. Okay, so you have you have a commercial agent. Yep. You're in a class. Uh-huh. You have like a, a temporary apartment. What do you, um, where do you live from here? What did I here? do? Well, do you have I, a job? Not well. I okay. So I I did meet somebody when I was in Vegas. Um, so my boyfriend at the time, we were together for a while, and he it was actually he's actually European. So and he's a singer, and hmm. so he was on tour all the time. So he didn't he had a home base over there, and then when he was in the states, I'd meet up with him or he'd come to Vegas, and so we didn't have like a base um, together in the states. But he liked the idea of me me moving to LA. I mean, I was always like, I want to move there. Finally, he's like, just move then. <laughs> so he he got a place there, like an investment place, and he let me live there, which was great. That's amazing. Yeah, because we were dating. You know, we were together I for years. So it's I like... I could have had a free place to live here. Oh, my God. Oh, if my mom lived here, I'd live with my mom still if I, I could. I friends who moved here and lived with aunts and uncles. I'm like, you are... Lucky. zero shame in that. Yeah, game. yeah. So he... I lived with him, and... But I was... I... I had little odd jobs. I worked... Oh, my God. It was horrible. I worked at this, I was, of course, everyone does it, catering or bartending or, but I didn't even get a good, like, bartending or getting waitressing job. a good job. bartending job in L.A. Harder than getting other jobs. a couple years, just yeah. so people know. So I was working for this, like, podunk shit, oh, God, I don't even know the name, I don't want to say it, oh, I don't know the name either, anyways, but somehow gets away with paying you $9 an hour, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, something like that, and, like, and I have no problem working, like, I've always been a work. I'll work, I'll do whatever, but, man... People are assholes here. And like, just, I was just, ugh, God, it was just, I got to the point where I was like, wow, what the hell? I left Cirque for the, or I left, you know, Vegas for this. Yeah. But I still, you know, I was doing my classes and doing my stuff. And um, then I, I also then, in the meantime, got my certification to be a substitute teacher. Oh, okay. For LAUSD, which was good. Better pay, easier to give up sh- like shifts and stuff because they call you in the morning and it's like an automated thing. Are you available today? You press one, yes, four, no, and then whatever. So usually... That's a great idea for a job. Do they... Yes, um, okay, so anyone listening, yeah. <laughs> if you have your degree, your only prereq is having at least a bachelor's okay. um, in anything, and then you take the California basic 
CBEST, uh, California Basic Examination Test. Okay. Which is kind of like a watered-down SAT type test, a standardized thing. You can get, like, study books for it. I thought I was going to fail it because I hadn't studied in 10 years. Like, I hadn't I had to use my brain in <laughs> forever. But I studied enough, passed it, and then you go through, you know, background check and this and that. And that's that. That's a great It really job. is. I, I tell everybody one. to do it. That's great. Okay. Yeah. And the, and the teacher usually has stuff to do. It's not like a Yeah, break. they leave you everything. You just like follow the rules. And it's That's so, great. and usually by the morning, you know if you have an audition or anything that day. Mm-hmm. And if you do elementary school, you're done by two anyways, uh, two or 2.30. Okay. So you still have time to do the rest of your day. Very cool. So I did that too. That's a great idea. Thank which was, that. yeah, which was really good. Um, I kind of encourage anybody to do that really. Yeah. And then I was, then I got in with a couple uh, better caterers and, and uh, now I still am friends with one of my, um, a private chef that I used to work for. And that was better than, then I was making $30 an hour and I was like, I'm rich again. Yeah. <laughs> like, woo, screw you, $9. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So I had my little things here and there, but it really helped that I didn't have rent, of course. Yeah. Um, and it, it gave me a little cushion, but I still was stressed. I was always stressed. Like, yeah, always. When, you know, always stressed. And what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. So I did that and, um. In the midst of that, like, I probably had been here, I don't know. Oh, I guess we started doing workshops. Oh, because then the next step is to get an agent, mm-hmm. you know, and a theatrical rep. And that doesn't come easy, as you know. No. You know, it takes a while. hard fought. But I got lucky, um, and, well, I was going to a lot of those casting workshops and, oh, what else, are they called casting director workshops? Yeah. And then also agents, sometimes agents and managers would go. Mm-hmm. And I was doing those, and not not too much luck. And even at that time, which wasn't that long ago, they they almost disregarded me when if they saw like any stunty type stuff on there. Really? Because I didn't really have a resume yet, but I had like my acrobatic stuff on there. Oh, I had worked one right when I got here. My my friend, who's a stunt guy, he knew I just moved to LA, and they needed like a stunt actress on Agents of Shield. Okay. So it was like a, it was a, technically it was an acting role, but it needed to be someone that could jump in the water and swim. Cool. Yeah. So I did that, which I did. So you had oh, a credit right away. I had a credit, but. That's awesome. Oh, but I'm still, it still won't show up on IMDb, which I'm pissed about years really? later. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm over did it now, but. It? I did. They're annoying. They're annoying. Like, it's. Yeah, I don't know. Not that it matters, but I'm like, hey, that's the, hello, that's my first one. I want to see that guy on there. Um, but if you yeah, I don't know how to request your credits on IMDb. Um, shoot me a message, and I'll 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 show you how to do it. Yeah, it's really easy. It is easy when you get the hang of it. You mostly have to do it yourself. You do. Don't give it to you. It's nice when it pops up. and You're like, oh, thanks. I forgot I that know. one. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I was like, you know, in the beginning, you scrounge for every credit you have. Everything. Even when you work on stuff, and they're and I'm like, and they're like, this isn't gonna be on IMDb. I'm like, just make an IMDb, just <laughs> please. Um, but yeah, so I did that, and that was that was a funny thing because holy shit! Like he called me the night before, and then I'm supposed to work the next day, and like throw me to the wolves, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I know nothing, and I didn't know even about like the union and stuff. Okay, so that Wait, was a weird thing. Can you Taft Hartley a stunt person? You can, but apparently I was already eligible because when I was at Larev. We worked on the Latin Grammys and some TV shows. So I got after qualified, and when they merged, I didn't know this. I got grandfathered in. I mean, I had to join. I still had to do, like, I think I had the one freebie, Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I was already eligible, so I could do that one freebie for um, Agents of Shield. Yeah. And then I was eligible, and then my next one was a must join. Okay. So another thing that I got lucky with, because that's another like hard thing to get these days, it's a catch twenty two. It's like no one wants to taff anybody, or especially with stunt people. Like when I was, you know, AP Bio just finished, but I was trying to get some people on there just to get a voucher and like some yeah. up and coming stunt people I know because it's almost harder than to get a job. It's it's funny because I kind of lucked into it through some commercial work, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I. I don't want to be joining because I was working so well commercially at the time. Yeah. I wasn't ready to join. And then one day I worked like a terrible student. It was not a student film, but it was like a, I worked on a couple bad movies and yeah. they were non-union and I was like, I, I'm done. I'm yeah. doing, I'm joining. Yeah. Just for the sheer fact that I'm done being like this. But I, it was a long time coming. Right. To earn that. Right. When you know, I mean, there's a lot of great like obviously non-union stuff out there if you have the right people on board but there's something about having that bubble around you totally I feel it's really nice really nice yeah you just you know what you're getting into so how long did you just focus on acting before stunt became more of a proficient thing about a year really it yeah pretty quick mm-hmm. it was pretty quick um I forgot, I forgot another thing when I was in Vegas still in the show um the girl I talked about two of the girls that were in the show that end up being stunt women, whatever. She calls me because she's, she's one of the, this coordinator had uh, asked her if she knew anybody. It was a non-union commercial, okay. uh, an insurance commercial, in Mercury Insurance. No, it was here in LA, oh. but they needed a non-union five foot five blonde that could ride a motorcycle and that's it. And she knew, she knew I had a bike at the time because I ride bikes and um, so, in case you didn't think she was cool enough, guys, she also rides motorcycles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna crawl in yeah. a, a basic bitch hole now. Stop it! <laughs> I'm a bull dyke on my bike. <laughs> I am. I ride a Harley. I mean, I got rid of my Harley, but I had a big Harley for a while. Just like, That's so cool. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I love motorcycles too. That's I'm another story. But motorcycle in LA is no joke. So yeah, no, no. But um, yeah. So I, I came to do the job. It happened to fall on my Tuesday, Wednesday off. So she, I didn't know her very well, named Sarah. But um, we've now become very good friends. I stayed at her place. She said she'd show me the ropes, which is amazing if you have someone that just dedicates her time. Because that was my kind of my first time on like knowing anything on set and like whatever. A yeah, so she came to set with me because she knew the coordinator. I wanted to make sure everything was good. Um, yeah, so I, I ended up doing the bike thing. It was super easy, just basic driving, come off, take the helmet on, whatnot. And then he's like, so then I, I didn't, so then he says, okay, so you're back tomorrow, which I knew, but I thought the next day was, I was like jumping off of a truck onto a mat, like nothing crazy, you know. <laughs> Sounds like totally crazy. No, funny. but like going into, like coming from Cirque where I did a, you know, 55, 60 foot drop into the water. Okay, you yeah. know, it's like, okay, I have a big, huge mat to jump off 10 feet. Okay, I see your so point. So just like the, that, I was like, okay, that'll be fine. And so like we finished the first day and he's like, okay, so tomorrow you'll come back and jump off the car and then do the front flip through the glass. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you're going to do, um, oh yeah, I told you, you know, whatever. Maybe he did, I don't know. I don't, thought I would remember that one, but... So basically, just a run, dive, roll, like a front, almost like a front flip. Then you roll on your back and stand up, um, but through glass doors, like sliding glass doors. Oh my god! Yeah, it was kind of a blessing though because I didn't know enough to even think twice. I just trusted my skill set, 
We practiced it. It was running with another guy, a guy and I. We practiced it without, you know, the door there. The front roll part was a piece of cake. It's just timing. And Mm -hmm. it's tempered glass. And they put, so it's the same glass that's in your car. So the theory for that kind of stuff, a lot of people say, oh, it's breakaway. No, no. Breakaway can only be in small things like a beer bottle. You see someone break a beer bottle. Because if it gets too big, it'll break away on itself. The sugar glass, the candy glass, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's too heavy. Okay. So for big panels of stuff like windows and um, people going through car windows and regular windows and doors and it's or ceilings, it's tempered glass, which is the same as your front windshield in your car. So the theory behind that is if you have an impact in your car, then that spider webs it mm-hmm. and then it would break in one piece almost or like a body going through it would it wouldn't be as aggressive as like a it's ton like a of different of glass break. Not yeah. So it's just spider webs. Mm-hmm. From the impact. So what they do is special effects puts these little pop points on the corner. Uh, little charges are called. Okay. And they time it to pop it in the split second before the body is supposed to hit it. Ooh, ooh. So it's it's a lot of pressure on them. Yeah. Yeah. Because you see, I mean, there's stories of it not, not popping. I think you told me one. The bug. Like bug on a windshield. Set. Yeah. Like stuff like that. So, but I didn't know enough yet. And I just trusted them which they were great and yeah I did I did it and it was cool so and then I went back and did my show for another year in Vegas but it was cool because when I first moved here I had at least um some footage when I did get into stunts to start my reel yeah yeah but that was that was pretty crazy but it was like ignorance is bliss in that one because I didn't think too much of it I just went and rode a motorcycle and went and did this and so when you when so say we have mm-hmm. actors who are out coming out mm-hmm. here and they're, they've been acting or people, I know people who are, are curious about this business. What do you do first if you've already like live in LA and are established here as an actor? Is there like a stunt school? Like how do you learn about these kind of things before you go? Do you just meet up with a stunt coordinator and start working with them? That's a good question. Everyone asks, asks that, which is interesting. But um, to me, it like... I don't want to shit on anywhere else, but LA is where you want to be for acting, for direct. Like yeah. it's that that's that going year hundreds of years ago. You moved to LA to make it big, kind of deal, right? Yeah. Other towns pop, but this right. Jam. So by the time you're here, there's a level of expected skills um, to already just get into the business. Mm-hmm. It's not like you wake up one day, you've never done anything in your life, and you're like, I just want to be a stuntman. But I've never even... Well, it was like the A-team thre- that you showed up to Vegas for the final three days in. Right. You know, it's, it's that. So, so I don't, there's not necessarily a starting at ground zero type thing, um, but it doesn't mean you can't. You just... I would say live shows are a good segue, and, and there's quite a few in, from Universal and Knox and... Disney, Fantasmic, and live shows is definitely one way to just start, get that ball rolling, um, martial arts class, um, then every little aspect, driving, there's driving courses, motorcycle, there's motorcycle courses, um, fire, there's fire safety, water, you get your scuba cert, then you get your master diver, you get all that, you know, there's, there's definitely things and you'll you'll find it's it's better to be a jack of all trades I think in my opinion everyone like you have things that you're better at for sure but if you have your if you have the more talents you have the more valuable you are yeah so I think 
to answer your question, I guess um, live shows is one good way. And then, yeah, meeting people in the business already. Mm. There's a lot of amazing um, stunt performers out there that put on fight, fighting for film classes and, you know, go to, go to open gym at a, a gymnastics gym and they, they teach you falls and fights and jump on the trampoline and open gym for anybody, you know, for adults. So yeah. just getting there and just getting time in and meeting people and talking to people and picking brains and then just seeing if it's even something you like. Yeah. You know, because it's not for everybody. But yeah, I mean, fight, figure out if there is something that you are good at yeah. or you have a background in, right? Say you were a diver. You probably want to like, you know, brush up on your diving skills, trampoline skills, get your scuba cert because most likely you'll be in the water. So water safety people on set are stunt people. Okay. You get hired under a stunt contract. Stunt riggers are stunt people. Cool. Riggers that rig everything up mm-hmm. for the hand pulls and the things that you see, you know. We, we had rigging on our set. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So those those guys are riggers. So you know, the more you the more you know, then it, it's better. It's def- but it's definitely not like like I'm not gonna say, oh yeah, I'm a rigger because you're you have people's lives in your hand. Yeah. But learning about it and kind of following the direction. Some people do more majority rigging. Some do more martial arty stuff and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But to kind of at least have your hand in. A few things is great. What's a audition like for stunt? Do you go yeah. in an audition kind of like an actor does? How does that Not work? Not always. No. No, you... If it's a stunt acting role... If you have lines, yes, most likely. Okay. You will go in. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, it's half stunt... Stunties and half actors. Or they... It's all stunt actors... Whatnot, but if you have lines, yes, they usually want to see you. Okay, even if it's one line, which is funny, and like you would think somebody can say a cop and like put your hands up, but I don't know. Some people like they just can't. <laughs> I think about that all the time for like coast auditions. I'm like, you just think I could do this? Yeah, like, but you don't know. I mean, maybe you're like me when I was auditioning for that SeaWorld commercial, <laughs> <laughs> and I just like didn't know how to speak English. Oh, yeah. So yeah, usually for that you do. Um, if you're doubling a very high-profile person, mm-hmm. an actress, you at least, bare minimum, usually they send pictures of you, with, like, not headshots. I mean, you're in, like, normal clothes, selfie, no makeup, just, like, you're bare. Usually for stunts, you, you don't... It's good to have a headshot, but especially if you're a stunt actor, but a lot of times it's, hey, can you send me a selfie, like, right mm-hmm. then, because... They just want to pick you up at that moment. Yeah, they do. And also, you don't always look like your headshot, you know. And yep. you're not, your face, if you're doubling, it's not your face. So it really doesn't matter that much. You know, and it's nice if you do have matching profiles. But um, skin tone and hair and that kind of stuff is a little more important. But yeah, if, you're, if I just doubled, which was like kind of a bucket list, uh, like a very well-known actress uh-huh. oh gosh and it was so funny um yeah it was a it she's great but just the process of it was very different than if I'm just doubling a co-star for an episode yeah so if I'm doubling just a coordinator that knows me and there's, there's a co-star like if you if you got booked on something we're about the same size mm-hmm. and it's a coordinator he'd be like hey can you work Friday yep here's my stuff boom sometimes you just get the job sometimes they need to see a picture to show the director Got it. Sometimes, awesome. then, then there's the next level of the pictures, all that, so the actress approves you, or the actor. Oh, that's some high level? Which is high things. level, but it's also like, if you don't get it, you're like, shit, why not, like, then, then, then it's the, 
does she not love me? <laughs> yeah, so it's like that kind of that that stuff. So there's I can't say it's one thing or another. Um, but definitely if you have lines, you're you're definitely auditioning. Sometimes even if you don't have lines, but you're playing yourself and doing a stunty type thing, then you do go in as well and you'll do the scene. Like I went in recently for an audition on um the guy was a it was a stunt guy and a stunt woman and they're a couple and he's a like a, you know, abusive man beater and it wasn't much dialogue, it was more like you know, it was no set dialogue, just like kind of improving it and yeah. being scared and then we get in a fight and that kind of stuff and we had to go and audition for it. Oh wow. Yeah. So sometimes it's a look, sometimes they just they wanna just just to make sure you can convey because even if you're not speaking, you know, you're you're you got to show stuff in your face. You got to act. Still. Yeah. So yeah, you'll go in it. for that. I, I find it a lot on the bigger shows that even if I'm an, um, not, I don't have lines, but I'm playing myself. They want to. They want to see. That's really cool. Yeah. That's yeah. That was good. What's yeah. a What's a day like on set when you do get a job? Like I had, I've had a, a stunt double in a show I did once, and they the stunts were very minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, riding in the trunk of a car and being drug out and stuff. And I was having a blast. So I wanted to, I did all of them. Um, awesome. And I felt very comfortable. Yeah. They, in the set made me feel really comfortable and we had a good time and, um, everything was rehearsed and all that good stuff. Yeah. And they gave me outs like every second, like if you want it or if you want it, or if you want it. So they were lovely. Great. Um, but I, we, I don't think we never used her. So yeah. she just hung out in my, yeah. the same outfit as me and we yeah. took pictures together and we had, she Do was you really remember cool. her name? I don't, but I'll show you a picture of her. Show me, you yeah, might, yeah, you yeah. That'd be her. funny. Um, uh, yeah, it, that's in a perfect world, especially if it's something that the an actress is capable of doing. Like that's a dream world. Like mm-hmm. we we want that too. Like I don't feel bad if I don't get to be like doing the stunt that day because it saves everybody. It's better for camera. It's better for editing. The shot ends up looking better, anyways. Yeah. So I don't think that's a like I I don't feel bad, you know. Oh, you're not going to sit this one out. I'm like, oh, darn. Still here. It's fine. You're still getting paid. You're still there. Save your body, whatever. Right. Deal. Um, so, yeah, we. I think we're, I mean, we're, I think it's pretty similar to to the um, the day of an actor with the exception of the attention to detail of, like, let's say hair and makeup. They definitely, they definitely do, like, yeah. They, do you wear wigs a lot? Yeah, I, especially now with my hair mm-hmm. being short, I do. But I used to have like your length hair, but yeah. blonde. And that was usable a lot. I bet. And, but then I shaved my head. Oh, for a job? For a job. Was it worth it? Yes. That's crazy. Oh, it was amazing. Can you tell me what the job is? Yeah. It, it's a movie that's going to come out this year called Underwater. And I was doubling Kristen Stewart. Cool. And she was given the freedom to choose by the director to choose the hair. Um, a hairstyle, her and the director, something that fit her character. And it, it does. And then you don't necessarily always have to chop it, but it was, her hair was, it, she did a full shave. So like wow. a one for anybody that does that. Like a, it's uh-huh. tiny. So a little bit of hair. And then it was bleach blonde. And there was a lot of scenes where um, I was, I did a lot of it with her. So it was just easier. Mm-hmm. There was there's one particular under we were actually in this kind of like suit and had to be underwater and it was an airtight thing or a seal around the neck. And so imagine trying that that's the importance of it because it needs to be airtight around the neck. Um 
because you're breathing in this bowl yeah. but you're underwater so it had can you imagine trying to like slip a wetsuit on over a wig oh, no. kind of no. deal like I don't know over, like a over a skull cap and like a whole it would be a nightmare and it's kind of a power move to shave your head oh my god it was it was one of the coolest things I've ever done that is really tight. I, I have another friend who did that for it. a movie too. She also does stunts. And yeah. uh, she shaved hers. Like yeah. on camera though, it was like part of a scene she Cool. Did. And like it was, she looked so baller. And how long ago was that? That was summer. Because your hair's like a bob now. Like yeah, it grew. It's a haircut. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> um, it wasn't, well, when did I shoot that? 2017? Like towards summer to the end okay. kind of deal? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's, yeah, the movie has uh, had like 10 months of post, and now it's just kind of coming around, so I'm excited to see. It doesn't have a release date yet, but that'll be fun. But yeah, it was it was actually cool because I didn't have to do anything in hair and makeup every day. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, even for my life and for work, because <laughs> oh a lot of times God. we get called in quite a bit earlier to get our wigs on and stuff, mm-hmm. and hair and makeup, they're great. Because I know, like, a lot, a lot of them feel bad for even putting us in wigs, but a lot of, like, that's part of our job. Wear yeah. this wig for 15 hours, and you, it's fine. It's fun. But, um, yeah, but the difference is, you know, they, they don't really necessarily have to, like, put a full face of makeup on me or mm-hmm. anything. And then, then you go in your trailer or whatever and get your wardrobe, and you kind of already know what you're doing, obviously, ahead of time. So you get your pads ready, put them on under your wardrobe so you're just ready to go. Do you... When you get the sides, like, the night before, mm-hmm. do you check over and see, like, what stunts there are? Like, how much preparation is on you versus when you're just, mm-hmm. when you're being a stunt double versus when you're being um, a stunt coordinator? Okay. So, we don't get the sides until the day of. Okay. Unless you have lines or unless, you know, yeah, you don't, I, I don't think I've really ever gotten them until the day of if I'm doubling. Um, but you know what you're doing, usually. Especially if it's a gag that's pretty tricky. Um most coordinators will even tell you. They're like, hey, so you're going to, like, fall off this table. Okay, great. So then you kind of know what's going to happen. So you know how to pad up and you bring your stuff with you. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm coordinating, I have the whole script of whatever I'm doing. Cool. Um, the whole episode. Even if there's days when it, there's no stunts, I have everything. So I know that ahead of time I break down the action. And, um, yeah, and then get ready accordingly if you're, like, according to that. Cool. So yeah, a, a stunt a stunt coordinator, I would say, is more of an action director, action act. Like, oh, that's cool. Especially if you're working on these. I mean, let's think, John Wick, mm-hmm. or Black Panther, or these really heavy, or any of the Marvel and stuff. The stunt coordinator is working as the second unit director and working with the director to, to how to shoot this action, how to create this. Like, you're so you know they're they're directors yeah. and a lot of like stunt coordinators that have been in it for a while they 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 are in the dga That's they awesome. do they are directors so yeah you, it's definitely way more that goes into it when you're coordinating and it you know it's not saying that it's a trade-off because you know you're not necessarily doing the stunt you don't have to get hit by a car that day <laughs> but you had to cast all the stunt people you had to do the budget you have to you always have that little lingering hope that everyone's going to be good that you hired if you don't know them, and uh, are they going to call out last minute and have to replace them? And there's all that like that that stuff that builds up. Whereas you're the stunt person, you're like, all right, I'm going to get hit by a car tomorrow. I'm going to pad up. 
I'm ready. I practiced. I know. So I'm going and doing it. I love the analogy <laughs> of like yeah. all the paperwork and producery. Type or do you want to get hit by a car? <laughs> well, I know people that would rather just go and get hit by the car. <laughs> Honestly, because it, it can be a lot sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, then you're you're coordinating with wardrobe and just you know being on the same page with them and. Because a lot of times, there's a lot that goes into it. If you're putting a girl in a dress and it's meant to be a stairfall, and you as a coordinator didn't do your due diligence and get with wardrobe, and all I mean, wardrobe people usually will know that too, but if you're like, like, hey, please just make sure they're not in a dress so we can pat them up. Uh-huh. Sometimes things slip slip between you know the cracks, so there's a lot, of more, a lot more aspects that go into it than you think. That's fascinating. To yes. Me. Or um, I'm trying to think of another. That, that's a that's a big one is wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Being considerate about what that some person's doing, you know, because yes, it's an act. It's you want to keep true to the story and whatnot. But um, yeah, you still. Oh, or hair and makeup. If the actresses or the stunt doubles wigged and she's jumping in the water, we have to remember the prep time to get her hair dry again and da da da. So all that, you know, okay. you want to have two wigs set aside and just just being, like, on good terms with everybody and, and having that relationship that you, you know, you can work with. how many moving parts sometimes there it, are. There's so many. And I'm together. still, like, seeing different ones all the time. That's and awesome. we work a lot. Like, what I learned um, a lot on AP Bio is we're working with special effects a lot, which they're, like, and, and grips. And like, everyone's, man, grips are your best friend. They can build anything. They're so the hardest working people. They really are, and they will build you a masterpiece just to rehearse on or something, you know. <laughs> so they it's such joy about their jobs. Too, they do really gets me going. I love yeah, that. or like set dress, you know, set they they're dressing a scene, and I'm like, uh, actually, my person is falling right there, so can we move that lamp over there? Unless they're supposed to fall on the lamp, or you know, just you really got to break everything down into like step by step. So it's it's a lot. I would say, it, yeah, it's definitely, and it's just a lot more of your your wheels turning. I have two. I have two more. Wait, okay, I have three quick questions, okay. and I'll make them short for you. Great. Because I know we're getting late. Um, how do you keep yourself separated, or do you? How do you work on your acting versus your stunt? How often do they coincide? Like, how do you keep actor Kelly motivated versus stunt Kelly motivated while they're working in the same world? That's a good question. Actor Kelly is takes the back seat a lot, okay. unfortunately, because I did find quick success in stunts, um, and it's it's fun and lucrative and su- fulfilling. But then I do start getting more auditions or getting back in my class, and and it's and then I get that that ugh again, you know. And it's good though now that the industry's changing, and I'm. I'm able to go in and read for, for roles that before, if you had anything stunned on your resume, chances are they may not look at you. I used to have two separate resumes. Now, I don't really have to. Of course, I put more of my acting stuff on top. But especially for, you know, you're, like I said, that analogy I used earlier, there's a woman cop. She drives a car, jumps out, says a few lines, and shoots somebody. That, and you're going to have to double them usually if someone's driving. And if they're, you know, getting shot and falling, you're going to have to double them. Why can't a stunt person read for them? Yeah. You know, so it, it, Kelly, Kelly actress has taken a back seat, but she's not going to stay there forever. I love you know, that. it's just like, it's a slow build. You still, you also still have to pay your bills and still have to, and guess what? I've been on sets where I've been a stunt double for a season of a show and the producer loved me 
and brought me in to read for big roles and stuff. like so you're meeting people. Oh yeah, you're, you're like in the it. Ultimate, you're, you're on set. You're on set. Working. I'll work as a PA. I'm just right. there, you know. Like I don't care. Like I'll be well craft service. I'll do anything. Just yeah. like be there and learn. And you're just talking about how much we love craft service. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Crafty. It's the devil, but I love them. Um, yeah. So yes, it 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 hasn't taken. I'm just. I'm still in the figuring out where I'm gonna. I don't think I'm ever gonna end in one or whatever, but. Yeah. One will take over more, I think. And right now it's stunts. And I'm still feeling good. My body's still feeling good. I'm young enough-ish still. So <laughs> I, I want to ride the, ath- the athlete train as long as I can. Yeah. But I do. That's, I'm glad you brought that up because for myself, I, I need to get – I need to put – you know, like – I'll There's come no home. such thing as balance, by the way. No. I don't think that's a real thing anymore. I think it's just... But like, I do bail on myself sometimes, you know? Like, I'll skip class because I worked, even though I got t- done in time to go to class. I don't. So that's a good, that's a good reminder for myself. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, uh, yeah. two of three. What, is there any other than your acting coach, is there any, like, book or resource or person who, or anything who has really influenced you or taught you a lot? Um, just everybody I watch on set. Yeah. That's, I think, because I'm a, I'm a visual learner. There are some books out there. Of course, there's um, tons of books that I've read um, that do give you some, some really good things and can dig deep and help you get into certain places. But I think living it for me is what's effective for me. And, like, just seeing whether it's on screen or live, like, even if I'm not in the scene, but I'm allowed to be on set, and my actress is like doing it, I'm watching, I'm, I'm learning, I'm seeing. It's the best classroom well, in the it world. It is the best classroom in the world, but you're also, as a stunt person, you there's a bit of you that needs to represent her. her well, for me, her yeah. um, usually. Actually, I double the boy once, but cool. <laughs> yeah, a young kid. Um, but yeah, so even if you're, you have to know what she's going through because you know if you if you fall down on the ground but you're like a really active person or a superhero type that you're going to do that differently than someone who's at their last wits and they're tired and they're over it and they're whatever. So you, you, you are acting, you know? So, but I, but yeah, I would say like watching and learning and, um, every actor that I've worked for has like given me a little piece, like Kristen Seward. I mean, amazing. I worked one of my first features. I was on a Tom Cruise movie just watching him work and the level of dedication that he has to everything he does is amazing. Um, yeah, so just learning. That's really cool. And directors, like, watching how they pull things out of actors is really cool because then now I understand when someone, when I'm on the other side and he's trying to get something from me or she's trying to get something from me. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I would say watching and learning and living and I get a front row seat. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, final question. Yeah. Uh, if there was something you wish you knew before you started in this career path, um... What would it be? What do you want to tell the people who are young and listening and or old and listening? Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I think well, let's see. I think I've I found it's been hard. It has been hard at times, mm-hmm. but I haven't quit. And I think what contributes to that is having a life outside of this industry is very important because you pull a lot from your life anyways. So if you're just living in this world, then where are you getting inspiration from? Where, like, having something, also when you have a bad day or you fuck up an audition, to get out of that, you know? This producer one time, best advice he ever said to me was, 
leave an audition and don't think about it again. Go do something you like to do. And not consuming yourself, like not making yourself worth about how much money you're making, how many jobs you've gotten. Because I've definitely went down that road, but I've had good people around me, my family and friends and people to just say, get, come on, get off your ass, you yeah. know? And, and I think coming, I do, I do. Sometimes I'm like, oh man, I should have moved here when I was 18. I'd be so much further ahead. But would I? Because what if I would have burnt out? Yeah. So just really believing in like your path and, and it sounds corny, but it, it does always, it does work out. And if you're willing to work, if you're willing to work and be patient, um, even if you're here for five years and you still don't have an agent, you know, just stick with it. It's totally fine. I always said, I was always like say, joking with my, my mom and dad as I'm like, well, I haven't booked anything yet, but I'm going to stick around. I don't care if I'm 80 and all those people give up, but they're going to have to hire me because I'm their last choice. <laughs> Come on. Like, none of those other people you wanted, they give up. So, no, yeah. So, I think no, that. I say that all the time. I'm like, well, someday I'm going to be like 65. Yeah. Well, Sam's here, I guess. It's true, but every, you know, the more, and, and some of the, these actors that are like huge now, they didn't even start really working until they were 30, right. 40, 50. Even Lewis said he really hit his prime when he got older. So I think that life, living, living in the moment of life and what's happening in, out there and surrounding yourself by, with different types of people in the world, taking cool vacations, meeting different people, like in the industry, or not in the industry, in other things, you're just going to gain so many more realistic, I don't, I don't want to like say it, like perspective. perspective. Yeah. Like even when I go and like I substitute teach, just being in that world with kids, I'm like, whoa, you know, and, and learn, like just bringing those things. If you just put yourself in a bubble, you're never going to, you're never going to have anything to pull from. I agree. So I think that's it is just don't make yourself worth based on your jobs. Really, I, I mean, I respect my job, and I'm so thankful, and I love, I'm so thankful that I get to do this, but I love myself, too, and I love, like, I'm recently married, and I, and I want a life with my husband and these things, and that, for me, makes me happy, too, and when I'm happy in that life, I, I find myself more successful, because I'm not putting too much into it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm putting everything in, but I know it's not the end of the world if I don't get it. Oh, all right. We're going to end that. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. Ellie, thank you Yay. so Thanks, much. Thanks, Sam. It was fun. If people want to find you or follow you or check out your stuff, yeah. um, pimp yourself out. Where do you want to direct them to? Um, yeah, Instagram, kfalen13. Um, reach out to me. I always love that. You know, I don't post that much about work. It's, it's mostly my dogs, but yeah, also I do. Follow. Yeah, I also follow my dogs. Um, but yeah, kphelan13 um, is my Instagram. I'm on Facebook under Kelly Phelan as well. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, you can check out my stunt reel I'm on my IMDb page. Yeah. We yeah. See that. That's fun. And yeah. And cool. thanks for the love, everyone. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Thank you so much. It was fun. All right, guys. I'll talk to you in just a bit. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Kelly, thank you so much for your time and your story. You are a badass. You guys, are you interested in stunt work? Do you have questions for Kelly? You should email them to me from the One Broke Actress website or give them to me on Instagram and I'll pass them over to her. Also, if you learned anything cool in this episode, in last week's solo episode, or in any of the episodes on the One Broke Actress podcast series, please take the time to write a review today. It sounds a little desperate, but I'm going to tell you guys, there's about 75 reviews of this podcast, and I see the numbers, and I know how many listeners there are, and it's an 
unequivalent amount. So please leave a review, even if it's just, I learned something, this was fun. I would love that. That sounds like a great review. Give it five stars. Do that whole jam. Also, make sure you're subscribed and you are on the One Broke Actress website subscriber list because that's different than being subscribed on Apple Podcasts. Cool. I think that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Laurel Canyon Creative, for your production services. Thank you, Maggie Zabo, for our beautiful theme song. And I will talk to you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>